We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Welcome to episode one of Breathing Underwater. My name is Margot. I am your host, and I am unashamedly so amped right now because this podcast has been in the pipeline for years, and it's really happening. It is really happening, people. And I am just really convinced that it is divine timing, that this content is being released, that this topic is being opened up that we will have real conversations around our night seasons and the communication that we're receiving in that sacred time. Dreams and the interpretation of dreams has held a very important place in my life. It's been pivotal in my spiritual development. And so really, I just consider it a privilege to share with you what I've learned, what I'm still learning, and to impart to you any wisdom that I might have for you on your path. So today's episode is really going to be foundational. I want to speak to what is dream interpretation? What do I actually mean when I say dream interpretation? I want to tell you a little of who I am, my background, why this matters to me, why I believe this matters for you and for your life. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history, a little bit of my story to give context. But before I jump into that, I'd love to set the stage by saying a very sincere and warm welcome. Welcome to all of you that are listening. I do not believe you came across this podcast on accident. And regardless of where you stand on this topic or any topic, you are absolutely welcome here. I am a Christian. I follow Jesus. I've had a personal relationship with him for a very long time this is a huge part of my life. I'm going to be referencing referencing it often, and I'm also going to be referencing the Bible. But I really want you to know if you are not a Christian, if you are of another faith, or if you are on a journey figuring out what you even think about spirituality in general, this really is the place for you. This is a place for the curious. This is a place for belonging. This is a place where... The hungry seek after truth. This is a place for the tender-hearted, for the big-spirited, for the mystics, for the left-brained. <laughs> if this is really challenging content for you, you are absolutely still welcome here. And I'm so proud of you, all of you, for actually stepping in and taking the risk of what could this mean for me? Is this really real? Is this really true? What do I think about this? So just know that we are going on a journey together. We are going to be learning together and you are absolutely welcome to be a part of that. So on that note, I'm going to give you just a brief little snapshot of my history and why this topic matters to me and why I feel called to teach about it and to equip in this place. So 
I have been a Christian most of my life. I have known Jesus from a really young age. My parents are both Christians. They raised me in the church. I am so very grateful for that. And yet I have to say I have gone on my own pilgrimage with this topic. I have absolutely made it my own and decided that I believe what I believe for myself, not because my family believes it. And this pilgrimage has been not for the faint of heart. (laughs) There have been brilliantly high highs and very dark and deep low lows and everything in between. And really, that's what a relationship is. And I wouldn't change that for the world. So I'm very grateful to have been raised in the church, in the Lutheran church, which I have beautiful, warm, sweet memories of, really. I I love the liturgy. I love the structure. I have so many beautiful memories of singing hymns with my grandparents. And we would always pray prayers to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or Father, Son, and Holy Spirit would be in one of the prayers or the liturgies. And yet, interestingly, there was not any teaching really around who the Holy Spirit was or what the word spirit meant. <laughs> we kind of just thought, oh, is that like a ghost? Like, what, is that, what does that mean? There was no equipping around what it meant to be a spiritual being, what it meant to discern spiritual things and to operate in the spiritual realm. And because I was a very sensitive naturally in tune, deep feeling, deep thinking, contemplative little girl, I was spending so much of my time and energy and space in the spirit realm, but I did not have any language for it. I didn't have any grid for what that meant. And I, because of that, experienced, um, I think, a lot of grief really a lot of grief that I didn't understand until I was older what that grief was even about. I like to use the image of a an iceberg because it resonates so much with me just having this 80% of myself growing up that was always in the deep that just never really got any airtime. Always having these deep ex- spiritual experiences or just uh, experiences with with things I didn't understand. I was I was taking in all of this information all the time that I didn't have any any space to process or didn't have any box to put it inside and didn't have any words really to describe it. And so when I would tr- try to speak out about it or I would try to find some validation for it, it was usually met with the fact that ah we don't actually know if that's real or we don't really know what to say. And this was not any individual's fault by any means. I think this is very common actually growing up in the Western church, especially in certain denominations and sects where teaching on the spirit and things of the spirit and gifts of the spirit and the prophetic and all of these things that are actually very integral to spirituality and and Christianity, I think it's very common that these things are weren't taught about and aren't taught about in certain sects. And I'm sure many of you listening actually have had very similar experiences. But because of this, because of this miss, really, it's a miss, because of this miss in the Western church, it just caused a lot of uh, grief and confusion and really caused me to doubt myself. And this has been a long journey of me writing that, writing that wrong 
and inverting that. And it wasn't honestly until about 14 years ago that this really shifted for me. In 2009, I had a really radical interruption, a God interruption that changed my life. And in this time, my eyes were opened. My spiritual eyes were opened in an instant to the spirit realm. It was like the light just turned on and all of the sudden I realized that the spirit realm was real, very real, that everything that I had been feeling and sensing and discerning, these things that I just knew as a kid were actually true, was actually real. That this 80% of me that had been aching, (laughs) really aching, aching for a place to belong, to be known, to learn about myself, to speak out, to have a voice, all of the sudden was not different and odd or too emotional or too sensitive or too deep. That part of me actually belonged and was brilliant, was magnificent and wise. And I was actually equipped to operate in this realm and to live in this 80% of me fully, to really move back in to that 80% of me that had had this experience of being disconnected and invalidated. And it was in this time that dream interpretation started to really ramp up for me as well. And so this whole other language of God and language of the spirit was being was being unlocked to me as well. And I started to receive all of this um, just divine information and the the voice of God and love from him and information about my life and revelation about who I am and my calling. And it just was a complete game changer, just a complete game changer. And because this has continued to inform me and inform my decisions and form me spiritually, this is of the utmost importance to me in my life. And that is really why I want to have this podcast is to create a place where you can find rest, where you can find validation, where you can find words, where you can find information, where you can find boundaries and teaching for that 80% of you. I really want to jailbreak those parts of you that are in bondage or that are held down by religion or a religious spirit or being told that what you're feeling and sensing and perceiving isn't real or isn't true. It is really my heart to bring freedom and liberty to that place. And I want those parts of you to know that this is home for you. You get to come here and you get to explore and you get to listen and you get to decide what resonates with you and what you think is true. And this is a place for you to have the wisdom that you have. You belong. You absolutely belong. You are so very important. You are so very important. So before I move on, this is probably pretty obvious at this point, but let's just be really black and white about it. (laughs) 
When I say dream interpretation, I am talking about your night dreams, the dreams that you have while you're sleeping. I'm not talking about your aspirations for your life. I'm talking about getting interpretation for the dreams that you're having while you're asleep. That could be at night. That could be during a nap. But those are the kind of dreams that I'm talking about. And this is important for all of you because you're already dreaming. You are dreaming. Whether you remember your dreams all the time or not, you are dreaming. You are already receiving revelation and divine information without even knowing it. And I guarantee you that God is speaking to you. I absolutely guarantee it. And until we really decide that we're going to value this mode of communication, that we're going to apply faith and take the deep dive into this realm of mystery that is going to confront our logical mind, that's going to require investigation. It's going to require some work to understand and learn this language that is new. But until we really decide we're going to make the place for it, this isn't going to have the impact that it will once you decide, I'm in. I'm in. Even if I don't totally know yet that I'm hearing from God, I am. I just really want to be open and I want to investigate this. If you're in, let's go. This is going to be so much fun. It will require faith and it will require some courage, but it will be absolutely worth it. A little of what you can look forward to in coming episodes will be uh, some really practical teaching and I'm going to be speaking a little bit more from my own personal experience, actually quite a lot of that. I'll be telling you a little bit more of my story in pieces, but what I'm most excited about is we are going to be having guests as much as possible where we will do live dream interpretation demos for you. And I will invite someone who has a dream they don't understand yet. We will hear a little bit about their history and their experience with dreams. And then we will do a live interpretation where you'll get to see the process that we go through, the questions that I ask, um, what it looks like to have something hit the mark and resonate. We'll go over common symbols and learn more about metaphorical language. It's it's really going to be so informative and revelatory, and I, I, I'm so looking forward to it. So please tune back in if you feel so inclined. And just as we close this first episode, I really want to open this invitation for those of you that are in, there are a couple really practical things that you can do to just give a stamp on that. Yes, I'm, I am here to take this seriously and to value this now. And that will be to just start tonight before you go to bed to put some paper and a pen next to your bed. This is just an act of faith that is saying, I'm expecting to have a dream that I remember. And so here I am. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to write it down. I'm ready to write down whatever I remember. And then I would encourage you, as you do have a dream, because you will, to wake up and write down whatever you can remember about the dream in the moment. Now, if it's hard for you to get up and write things down, feel free to use a voice memo. That's actually what I do. I used to write things down, and I it's I found it's easier for me to 
just record a voice memo. So I'll just pick up my phone and get back in my bed all warm and I will keep my eyes closed and I will just regurgitate everything that just happened in that dream and it'll be coming like just fresh from that moment and that experience. So I have found that my language choice is really authentic in that moment and you can actually hear the tonation of your voice when you listen back to it the next day or in coming weeks when you go back to record it more um, fully or journal it more fully. So either way, you choose which way you want to do it, but I really, really encourage you to take one of those steps to have your phone near you or to have a a piece of paper and a pen near you so that you show that you're expectant and you're ready to go when you have that dream. Now, if all you can remember is one or two details, seriously, that is okay. Usually that's enough to trigger the rest of the dream the next day. And even if not, that's okay. It's a great place to start. We are just starting and this is going to build. But what I have found is that once I really started to take seriously recording the dreams, meaning writing them down or voice recording them, I started to get more and more of them. It's stewardship. Like we take care of what we have and more is given, like it talks about in the Bible. And the next step, I'll be teaching about this in in coming episodes, but the next step that you can do is actually to sit with the dream, whether it's in the moment or the next day, and write down three three things about it. I want you to write down the date you had it. I want you to write down a name for the dream. Give it a title. You don't have to stress about that. Just any title that would feel appropriate. If you were to go and file this dream away and wanted to find it again down the road, what what would be the words that would stick out to you to remember, to, to trigger your memory about the dream? So that could be the title. And then I want you to write down the emotions that you were feeling in the dream. Not when you woke up, Not what you felt as soon as you came to, but actually what you were experiencing in the dream. It's very important that we differentiate between what we were experiencing in the dream and when we woke up. And sometimes those things can feel really counter. They can feel really black and white. So writing down the emotions in the dream. So if you can do those things, this is a great start. If you can't do those things yet, that's okay. Get to it when you can. And we will continue the teaching in coming episodes. I so look forward to being with you. See you next time.